Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Lots of concern about what's going on in Washington these days, obviously. Uh, on the uh, international front, uh, President Donald Trump says that now it looks like uh, U.S.-based Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi is dead uh, and says that's a bad thing. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, and says, that, well, he was actually quoted this morning as uh, suggesting that uh, if, in fact, uh, they found out that the Saudis were involved in this, that there will be severe ramifications. That, that was his phrase. Uh, seems to be hedging on this, and a lot of folks are wondering just about his resolve in this issue. I'm going to bring uh, Elliot Tepper into the conversation here. He is a, a professor emeritus of political science uh, from Carleton University and, uh, uh, of course, expert on politics, terrorism, and U.S. politics. Elliot, thanks so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Is, is, is Trump waffling here, and, and why? Everybody's playing for time till they can get something lined up. The Americans clearly would like to maintain an ongoing relationship with Saudi Arabia that works to their benefit, and in particular, the Trump administration has counted on Saudi Arabia to be the linchpin of their Middle East policy, pushing back on Iran. And as we know, there's a personal relationship between Jared Kushner, the, in a sense, the young, the princeling of the. Trump administration with the princeling, actually the prince of the Saudi uh, dynasty. So, and beyond that, there's all the rumors of long-standing financial interest uh, between the Saudis and both Donald Trump organization and Kushner's businesses. So there's a, a lot going on. But basically, I think everybody's playing for time right now till they can get their their. Um, their stories straight. The United States is is uh, pressuring apparently Saudi Arabia to come up with something that would be considered plausible deniability. Uh, so the, uh, the notion that severe consequences will follow depends on the stories or the uh, the um, report uh, out of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, we've been told for days, Bill, they're going to have a comment and they're doing their own report, and we've not heard that yet. This morning's paper in the New York Times uh, are reporting that the Saudis apparently are coming up now with a scapegoat, that they have, discovered they have a um, senior high-ranking intelligence officer who may have misunderstood the comment by the Crown Prince uh, to, uh, in a sense, apprehend this critic, and bringing back to Saudi Arabia, which would be illegal. They're talking about kidnapping. Sure. Do. But uh, it went wrong, and now they're, they're, so they may have found their sacrificial lamb. But isn't that, I've heard that story before. Uh, who will rid me of this troublesome priest? Yes. Well, you, uh, you know, that was, that was Beckett, right? I mean, this is, uh, and it, it took them four days to come up with something, and that seemed to be, in my mind, and I think in a lot of people's minds, observers' minds, uh, what was going on here. So, look, we've got to get our story straight here, guys. That seems to be the situation. It's also, uh, and keep in mind, that's this morning's story. Yeah. If this one looks like it won't uh, fly, because after all, that still implicates the crown prince, are we going to get another version of it? Uh, this is now entering a whole new phase, unfortunately. Domestically in America, the right-wing media, apparently, is now picking up on anything they can to basically slime the now deceased, apparently, apparently deceased journalist Jamal Khashoggi. So now they're bringing out things that others uh, have brought out, the connection to the Muslim Brotherhood and uh, 
closeness to uh, to the Qataris, who are at the moment on the outs with the Saudis, and that this is the murky politics of the Middle East. So th- we're now leaving the realm of trying to figure out what's going on to various vested interests trying to figure out how they're going to handle the situation. Well, I and mean, we, we already know about the, you know, the pillow talk that goes on between Sean Hannity and, and the president every night. Yes. Uh, so clearly, I mean, there's a strategy that's being developed here, and, and, and it's, it's not a, a, a new game for these guys, really, is it, Elliot? I mean, yes, the, their whole game has always been, right, let's smear our enemies and, and that's, uh, discredit them. And so, you know, you don't build anybody up unless you're on the Trump team. But you just put your finger on the essence of this current stage, uh, this current phase, which is the game. We've gone away from the apparently monstrous uh, murder of a, of a journalist, and, and keep in mind this was done in Turkey, uh, in what was supposed to be uh, basically sovereign, there's a whole separate sideline on this, sovereign uh, Saudi territory inside Turkey. Then, you know, the torture and the dismemberment, and I, I can't even go into the details. We've gone away from saying where's the justice and what's the story to what's the game. And this is a shift that I think is very unfortunate indeed. Will we ever really find out, and will anybody actually pay, pay the cost, or are we going to now wrap this up into the miasma of midterm politics, ongoing Trump organization, business interest, and, and Jared Kushner's, and Will will we ever get any reckoning for what is a, clearly a monstrous crime? But and again, I know that Trump's already denied he has any interest in in, uh, in Saudi Arabia, any any financial interest, which is just not true, of course. But uh, nonetheless, he says it, and his his base believe it, and Fox News believes it. So and and Jared Kushner, you probably even more so as as time goes on. And and I know that when this story broke, uh, I guess almost two weeks ago now, Elliot. There were calls immediately, for, especially from some of the Democrats, saying, look, cancel that arms deal. That, that's not going to happen, and that's business. And I know that nations like this don't necessarily throw away deals like that, because you, you can still wrap somebody on the knuckles. You can still express your anger at something without cutting off uh, economic relations with them. Right now, I think the real story is how much pressure is being put on the crown prince to carry the blame on this. If he can get away with sustaining his position within uh, Saudi Arabia and therefore, you know, the Middle East and around the world, or can can he escape the blame, or, or is he going to have to somehow or another pay the cost? The stability of the Saudi kingdom, uh, monarchy, the, the state, is at the minute an open question. Will the king himself finally decide, we can't get away with this, uh, we're going to have to do something dramatic, we're going to maybe have to replace the crown prince. Remember, he changed the order of succession yeah. on, on behalf of this crown prince away from uh, another that was the lineage that was already lined up. All of this goes back to the nature of the, the Saudi kingdom, which really is a kingdom more than a state, so that it's all the succession politics from Ibn Saud's many wives and children and, and the lineages that branch off from that. So uh, harem politics, if... If this becomes a destabilizing element within the stable but fragile kingdom of Saudi Arabia, that changes the whole equation, the geopolitical uh, situation of the Middle East. And, of course, since oil is involved, it, it also changes everybody's reckoning on, you know, what kind of car we're going to drive and who pays what at the pump and back into domestic politics with those even affect the midterms and all kinds of other considerations. 
will Saudi Arabia stay stable uh, by getting away with this uh, one way or another, or will Iran now benefit as Saudi Arabia becomes uh, destabilized over this event? But yeah, and, and again, the politics of this are, are such a big part of this, and they, they seem to overshadow the fact that a journalist was killed here. Yes, and, that's, uh, and, that's and I think I think we can take that as a given, and and that's that's somewhat problematic. But uh, you know, the, the things you're trying to add these pieces up, though, Elliot, and you've got Trump making a phone call to the king, not to the crown prince, but to the king, and then Trump is announcing, of course, on the White House lawn that well, we we think it might have been rogue elements. Like that came out of a phone conversation. Right. It seems like okay, this is going to be part of our story here. Story, uh, from story what I know one. about the Saudi situation over there, Elliot. If you're a rogue over there, you lose your head. I mean, it's not as if there are people walking around thinking I can do whatever I want. You do what you're told by the king or the crown prince, or you just don't exist. Yes. Uh, the the notion that this somehow was an underling who misunderstood, you know, how much of an underling would you have to be to misunderstand? If you're that close, you're really not an underling. You're part of the, you're part of the power structure. So right now, the micro elements of this are can anybody come up with a plausible enough story to come out of Saudi Arabia to allow the status quo anti to you know can, can we get back to normal with Saudi Arabia as quickly as possible based on a reasonable enough story or is this story now going to ex- expand is it going to take on new dimensions is it going to begin to truly alter the relationship of the United States and other countries Canada included uh, with Saudi Arabia, and will Saudi Arabia stay this stable but fragile entity in the Middle East, or are we headed into even more uncertainty in one of the most volatile and murderous parts of the world? What do they need for proof? Uh, Trump is still skeptical, says it looks like. Uh, the, the Turks have already said that, look, at they, they told Reuters the other day that they have an audio recording indicating that Khashoggi was killed. Yes. As a matter of fact, it was actually pretty issue. gruesome. Uh, they, they, they suggested yeah. there's actually audio of, of them torturing him, cutting right. his fingers off, is, is what they described. I haven't heard it or seen it, but that was what the report said. So, I mean, it's pretty descriptive about this. I'm just wondering, what's Trump have to hear or see to finally come up and say, okay, uh, we, we've got to move on this? Well, the Turks are an interesting question, Mark. I've been trying to track this down. What's in it for the Turks? What, what's their game in all of this? Uh, this is not an administration, a, go- a government that has been, uh, you know, uh, very favorable to journalism at home in Turkey. And the, the, it's, it's one of those listed in everybody's list of states of where journalists are imperiled, and now suddenly they're doing this. So what are the Turks up to? And I can't answer that. But it does have something to do with the politics of the Middle East, uh, Turkey's relationship with Saudi Arabia. Are they just trying to, as has been speculated in the press, they just want, to, they want some money out of this somehow or another or some kind of other kind of leverage. They're at odds over Qatar. They're, so there's a, the murky politics here and what Turkey is up to. You've asked what would it take. We know that Turkey has been dribbling out uh, bit by bit information at key moments so that uh, when Pompeo's on his way, suddenly there's forensic evidence, evidence for the very first time, not speculation, evidence that the murder had been committed. And they continue to say, now we have more evidence, we have more evidence, and it comes out at, at key moments. What would it take if they release everything they've got and it, it's conclusive, then the U.S. has to decide really what to do if the Saudis continue to not come up with plausible denial. Look at the webs that are being woven over, over this uh, murderous act. Uh, 
clearly by the innermost circles of the Saudi government. You mentioned money. Uh, there was a story earlier this week, too, that the Saudis had written a check to the U.S. government yes. for millions of dollars. Uh, they, they say it was ostensibly to finance the, the, the efforts uh, against right. uh, Assad in, in, in Syria. Uh, but we, who knows? I mean, but the money did transfer. Well, so is, is, million, is that hush money? $100 million, and it was as Pompeo was landing uh, to have his conversation with the monarchy. And this was money that was pledged earlier to say we're going to help, the Saudis had already said, we're going to help stabilize Syria. We're, in all of our conversations, we're overlooking the volatile nature of the region. And the Saudis are a player. So the Saudis have said we're going to help America stabilize Syria by giving them the money needed to apply locally in Syria to further American foreign policy goals in their fight against ISIS. All of this then gets circular, but what an interesting time to deposit $100 million uh, into an American bank account. I'm sure it was just coincidence. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and, and of course somebody's going to buy this. You know, the other things uh, on the topic of murky waters here, they, you know, we're not dealing with black and white here. Uh, I know Trump says that Saudis are a great ally, and you want them to be because that's where the oil is and that's where a lot of the money is. But uh, but there there's a lot of evidence that uh, that they are not a great friend of the United States and some of the things they've done in the past. And you've got to wonder, uh, Elliot, about what strings they're pulling in the Middle East. The politics of the Middle East is so murky, so complex, that almost day to day, even if you have, in the old phrase, you have to have a scorecard to know who the players are. Even if you've got the scorecard to know who the players are, you don't know what they're doing. Uh, from one moment to the, from one element to, of this to the other. What about the Kurds? What's their role in all of this? So this is the bigger picture in the Middle East has been the astonishing collapse under our watch, in a sense, as we've been watching, of the state system, the Arab state system, which was created after the end of the first war, carving up by the Western powers of the Ottoman Empire, and and creating entities uh, which the West wanted for their own imperial purposes and primarily also for oil, none of these states apparently have viable borders, and therefore they've been held together by autocrats who have been behaving just as we're seeing them behave now all these years. The collapse of that system with the Arab Spring and the collapse of Syria and the uh, emergence of ISIS, remember that wasn't that long ago. ISIS said, we are eliminating Sykes-Picot. That is, they said right out front, uh, they videoed this, the arrangement that was set up by the imperial Western powers at the end of the uh, Ottoman Empire, the end of the First World War, we are going to not recognize those anymore. So the reorganization of the Middle East, the post-ISIS consolidation in Syria, all of that's going on. And Saudi Arabia is most definitely a player, as is Turkey, in all of this. And keep an eye on Iran, because if it's good news, bad news for Saudi Arabia, it's good news for Iran. And, and I think that's really, i got about 30 seconds left here, that's really the overarching concern at this stage is, is, is where are these dominoes going to fall? Yes, and, and in an unstable region, if a stable but fragile player has misplayed its hands so, so absurdly, as apparently has gone on in front of us with this apparent murder, then we are now entering new territory. Elliot, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this. I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll talk about this again in a few days if we get some new developments. Have a great weekend. Take care. Take care. Elliot Tepper, uh, Professor Emeritus uh, from Carleton University, specializing in uh, foreign affairs and U.S. politics. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.